0: The writer Jen Campbell has said bookshops are dreams built of wood and paper. They're time travel and escape and knowledge and power. They are, simply put, the best of places. And independent bookstores, bookstores created and run by book lovers and collectors, bookstores filled with surprises and unexpected discoveries as well as old friends, are especially magical places. And so the triangle in Emmaus became just a bit more magical with the opening of A Port, Used Books, in July 2021. Ben Roylance, the owner, has said, I've based the feel of the store around what I, as a reader and collector, most enjoy in used bookshops. The sense of coincidence of luckily stumbling onto some hidden gem. A Port specializes in the vintage, the unusual, and the esoteric, along with a wide variety of classics, history, poetry, and general interest books. I hope people find something new to them that opens the door to a new, ideally positive, obsession or interest, adds Roylands, I hope you find a book that inspires you to write one. This is WDIY 88.1 Public Radio, and you are tuned in to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon. I remain Kate Scuffle, your host, and this evening I'm talking with Ben Roylands, reader, writer, book collector... And the owner of A Port Used Books in Emmaus. Welcome, Ben. Hey, thanks for having me. And it's great to talk with you. And the bookstore itself is wonderful. I've heard great things about it before I ever got there. Why a bookshop? I mean, I know you had dealt with books and were selling books beforehand online. Mm, yeah. What prompted you to move into a physical bookshop?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> I, I, I just find them to be sort of these. Uh, These spaces that I I really respect and that have sort of dictated what has happened in my life. And so I kind of wanted to create a space that's like that. And I also, I mean, I ran out of room, like, uh, for the online business. And there's just a certain, I think other booksellers can probably relate to just, it just is what you do. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, of course, there are booksellers who only sell online and I was that for a while. I started on Instagram, actually, and some of the other more official marketplaces. But it just sort of, it reached a, a sort of a crescendo. And I kind of thought, well, either I open the bookshop or I slow down. And so <laughs> I I didn't slow down. So, you know, yeah, that's that's kind of how it happened. And yeah, it came after a period of a great change in my life. And it just seemed like that's the new thing to do. And that's what I want to do. So, you know. It's interesting
0: because I have had a friend just, I've had a friend say to me once that a bookstore, a particularly used bookstore,
1: is often really a collection. It's curated. It's more than a shop in that yeah. sense. I try to have this balance of... Because there's sort of... I mean, there's so many different kinds of, of bookshops, but I see there are some that are like this sort of curatorial, like very clean sort of museum-like thing, which I respect as this sort of artistic endeavor, and I think it's beautiful. And then there's this sort of more classic image of the bookshop is like a like chaotic sort of place that's like bursting with all of this stuff and it's I try to find a middle ground between those two where it feels like there's too many books in there it's kind of the that that's the the feeling you want to get in the bookshop slightly not dangerous but slightly like uh concerning with with the amount of books so you know like whoa you know um so you want to have that a little bit but you also want to have that curation so I try to be sort of stealthily uh a curator in the bookshop, yeah. What are you drawn to? What would
0: you, when when you think of it as when you're curating in a sense, what would you say I would find in the bookshop that I might not find as much as someone else's that had a different taste or a different instinct or was drawn to different kinds of books?
1: Yeah, I like to over-represent my own sort of interests, which for quite a while now has been like, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s uh, paperbacks, especially, um, sort of like ufo books are a big interest of mine so just i have a massive (laughs) ufo section at the shop which it's not because it's like an extremely popular section it's just because i like to have that statement and you know it's not even a statement on ufos necessarily it's only if it's a statement it's a statement on ufo books (laughs) as as a sort of discrete entity um Mm. so that poetry i like to have uh the poetry that I love, because it's sort of my background, is studying poetry. So I, I really like to have a, a strong poetry section, you know? Those are kind of the, the more out there. I mean, maybe poetry isn't out there, but I guess if it's good, it's kind of out there. Those are, yeah, if I had to pick two that I feel are... Odd, like an Mm -hmm. uh, oddly overrepresented sections would be those. Yeah,
0: I mean, I know for me, one of the things about a good when you're talking about a bookstore that feels a little bit bursting in a good way, Yeah, yeah, and curated in the sense that it's got personality. Clearly, the place is not a mall shop or something. The part of the fun for me is the unexpected or the, I don't know, a vintage book by a writer I love or a particularly beautiful cover or. It's almost a tactile sense of the one-offness of the book.
1: Of course. Yeah, that's that's hugely important to my sort of project at the shop is each book as not just, um, a, what would you say, like an example of of that book, but as a unique object in itself with yeah. a history. And so, you know, everything down to like the edition. And if it's an older book that's been around for a while, there'll be quite a few editions of it. And so yeah, having that choice of, like, do you want, like, a vintage paperback edition from Penguin or something? Or do you want uh, something more recent? Like, how do you want to actually interact with that book? Like, you know, there are—I I don't know if there are thousands, but there's at least hundreds editions of Moby Dick. And so mm. how you want to interact with, with that. And then even after you've chosen an edition, how, like, what kind of example of that edition? Yeah, the the book is like a— a sort of uh, talisman or like a magical object that has its own its own life and history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would think that
0: that's yet another reason that particularly with those kinds of books, there's a pleasure in for the customer and for yourself that it, you're physically in the space with it as well again.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's something you don't get from shopping online, even though like when I sell books online, I try to photograph them and show you the exact book that you're going to get There's something about being able to see the book and understand, like, what's wrong with it, you know, if that's how you want to phrase that. um, Or, you know, what it's kind of gone through as as an object in the world. That's, uh, yeah, that's a big thing that I've been drawn to about, about bookshops. And so, yeah, I try to have open that experience for people. And that's kind of, yeah, why the physical space is necessary.
0: I'd, I'd seen a picture online just kind of reading up. It um, uh, seemed to be a poster for a reading as well. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've been doing a lot of or want to do more of in the store as well? Events or hosting of, of readings, etc. cetera? Yeah.
1: Um, I've so far done some poetry readings, okay. mostly friends and people coming through the area. I've had, I think, one, like, music show and... That's harder to do. I can't, there's nowhere in the shop that a real band can set up. And I don't think that it's the greatest idea either, just in general, but like a a person with a guitar or Mm. something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of open the space to events of that sort. It's it's kind of part of like the bookstore thing is hosting these sorts of events. And some people do it more frequently or, or better than I do. But I, I still like to try and have, you know, uh, that option there. As yeah. you know, especially if someone asks me I'm, it's it's yeah, it's nice to have that to be part of that tradition of like the sort of yeah. the bookstore reading.
0: And the energy of it. And Emmaus, Emmaus and the Triangle would seem yeah. to be a kind of appropriate a walking pedestrian kind of town center feel to it. Does that seem to be appropriate for the shop?
1: Yeah. I think um I had looked at a few locations and things kept falling through and then this this spot I'm in now sort of magically opened up and yeah, it feels very perfect. I I had, you know, an idea of like maybe going to Philly or something Mm -hmm. like that with the space and it's, I really, I like where I kind of ended up. It feels, I like being both like in a sort, in a center of a sort and then within a larger center of like the Lehigh Valley, which is within an even larger center of sort of the highway, you know, the metaphysical highway between uh, New York and Philly. So it's sort of like this nice location that remains um, quiet to an extent mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really a, a nice place. Yeah.
0: And do you find? Are you still selling online? How does it? Oh yeah. And yeah. and has the shop impacted that, or vice versa, or do has it had anything? how is how has opening the shop changed the the business hmm. for you? I mean you're in the shop obviously, and it becomes a kind of home base for everything. Has business over covid lockdown moved more online in your world as well? Do you find that a challenge with the bookstore or not you know what how hmm. has it
1: felt How has it felt? I think online has pretty much stayed the same, and that is uh good I think that that's a it's a good sort of base level to have the the bookshop. I mean, there's, of course, the issue of, like, selling a book online and then not being able to find it in the shop, uh, which mm. has happened less than you might think, but it, it kind of creates this, like, you're living on two layers of reality where you have to kind of mm. manage this non-local kind of, like, ghost bookshop, that, and then you have also the, the bookshop itself within which, you know, people move things and look at things and misplace mm. them, and mm. so it's... Mm. But so far, there haven't really been any problems with it. Um, yeah, online bookselling is a very different thing, and it has its whole history of, like, you know, connected to, like, mail-order booksellers and by-appointment bookshops, where it's, you know, out of some person's apartment. Like, there's, that, that has its own kind of alternate history of, of bookshops. But I like... I mean, they're both necessary for the the business to run, but they feed off of each other, for sure. And it's nice to have people come from you know a little distance to visit the shop because they love the sort of online thing so much I was wondering if there'd be that kind of overlap yeah yeah Yeah. and it it generates these really cool coincidences and and I think the bookshops in general kind of are these vortexes of like synchronicity and, and coincidence and so it's it's cool to be uh the figure that's kind of manning that that machine
0: I would imagine. Yeah. I
1: was going to say I would imagine for the online buyer, too, that gets to know
0: you in a way through that and then the yeah. idea that they can actually be in the space with you or in the space that you've created right. kind of manifests all this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really nice. I've made some some friends through the shop, and you kind of, like, get to know customers, both in the physical shop and the the online shop. It's You sort of, like, develop this kind of weird relationship somewhere between, like, friend and, like... I guess a patron. Like, I'm not really sure mm. what you'd call it because mm. in some way, like book selling is an art form, which I think is kind of forgotten by a lot of people that it's its its own art. You're kind of like creating these libraries and these sort of like scenes uh, within, within a bookshop, which is really important to me. And my philosophy is kind of you have sections in the shop, but you also kind of create little stories uh, within those sections or you pull books from sections to create like I guess you've got like a display or something. Yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of, you get to know people and through this sort of like entity that is Apport Used Books also are creating something and, you know, being created by something at the same time. You're listening to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon on
0: WDIY 88.1. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and I'm speaking with Ben Roylance, reader, writer, book collector, and owner of Apport Used Books in Emmaus. And we'll be right back after this short break. Are you interested in inspiring and informing future generations through WDIY's programming? A gift through your will, retirement plan, or estate plan is a wonderful legacy to leave to those that will need a trusted place to hear what's going on in the world. For information about naming WDIY as a beneficiary, please call 610-694-8100 or visit wdiy.org forward slash legacy.
1: If you are a golden age folky and love the music of Woody Guthrie, Bob Dylan, Judy Collins, Joan Baez, and the Kingston Trio, WDIY is the place to be on Monday nights. From 7 to 9 p.m. on Folk Classics, all of that great music from the late 1940s to the late 60s will fill the airwaves. And we will welcome your ideas about the artists and songs you'd like to hear. Folk Classics, Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on WDIY. Welcome
0: back to Lehigh Valley Arts Salon here on WDIY 88.1, Lehigh Valley Public Radio. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and tonight I'm talking with Ben Roylance about books, collecting, writing, and being the owner of a Port Used Books in Emmaus. Welcome back, Ben. Thanks again for having me. Sure. Actually, I was saying uh, when we took the break, I was fascinated by what you were – describing when you talk about that kind of relationship with how you choose to maybe create a display or what you're pulling and how you're, how the space tells a story or yeah. could you talk a little bit more about that? That was fascinating.
1: So what I what I love about going into a bookshop is I, I guess most people might go looking for something and I like the idea of not knowing what, what I'm looking for mm-hmm. and then finding it. Uh, it's how I learn. I mean, I've learned much more from being a bookseller about the world and about history, than I've learned through any academic pursuit, which you know isn't a, a knock on school or or anything like that. It's just learning about books and being guided by chance is much. I just you know learn much more about like having to learn about, for instance, um, fi- like uh, getting a collection of books about land surveying or something like that, and learning. What they are because, to, you know, to price a book or to figure out what a book is involves at least a little bit of research. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of you end up learning so much that way. And so I'm trying to sort of build the shop around this experience of walking in and being open to to chance and to sort of finding this book that you didn't know you needed, which I think um, has, a, has a term like the library angel. And, you know, I, I'm not a library, but, you know, it's it's the same the same feature of, of the book sort of coming to you out of out of the mist or something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so trying to simulate that not too much but a little bit by creating sort of uh, strange little kind of scenes, even like within like the new arrivals section or something like that, which is a great sort of canvas to work on because it's whatever happens to have come in recently, so you can kind of create these little narratives uh, mm-hmm. on the shelves, yeah.
0: And thinking of that when you talk about things that have come in. If I want to buy something, a particularly interesting book or or a vintage book, I know to go find you. But how do you find what you're offering? How how do the books come to
1: you? Trade secret, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's there's no one way. It, when I was only online, I had a lot of time to go out and do what people would call like book scouting. You know, kind of other shops, sales, all these different kinds of things. And I still do that once in a while, just kind of getting to know the local booksellers. So we know what, you know, each person likes kind of, and even, you know, non-local. My favorite bookstore in the world is in Massachusetts, Grey Matter Books up there. And I still go up there, you know, a few times a year just to, you know, see what's new and get back into that environment. And yeah, I think the biggest way to get these kinds of the kind of books you want is to just get to know other booksellers mm-hmm. and sort of enter into that, that field. yeah.
0: And for you, I mean, you, you know, your background, obviously you'd be a lover of books, obviously, um,
1: et cetera, but you write. You write poetry, yes? I do, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah if you want to call it that. <laughs> I, um, I I went to grad school for writing for poetry, okay. and I stopped writing for a little while and then what I write now are these, I only write these really long poems and they're often kind of dictated by my reading at the time and the sort of phases of, like, I guess, obsession <laughs> that I go through with various things. I feel like it's kind of a, maybe that's a negative word in, in the sort of popular imagination, but for me it's kind of this driving force of my life is finding something that is, I guess, interesting is, is the least interesting way to phrase it, but mm-hmm. Uh, anything from uh, like the composer Percy Granger was a recent interest of mine to, you know, anything from like I was talking about uh, land surveying. So I was thinking a lot about boundaries, uh, mm. physical boundaries, the markers on boundaries. Like you kind of get into these deep studies and that's kind of how I treat my sort of poetic process. Yeah. Is, and it, yeah, it's, it's very intimately linked with with the bookshop. They're kind of these complementary aspects of my life.
0: What does it mean for? I was interesting. I was thinking about it too. in In the in a world that, whether we like it or not, seems to think that um digital is is the way of the future or something. Mm. What does it mean for publishers and writers to have this almost a culture is what you're referring to too of a very individual bookshop, of bookshops that are about discovery, bookshops right. that are about a tactile experience of a book. Does it feel like a community when you talk about gray matters in Massachusetts, et cetera? It's almost like a an important community, actually.
1: Well, the the sort of I don't know the antiquarian books. I mean, there's so many distinctions even within yeah. that. I don't. I I do like I sell a few new books. I have like a like two or so shelves of like new books that I'll order from the publisher just to you know things that I want to have represented, but. I don't really see any, I don't know, thread is the word, from like digital. I, I think that the the moment has passed for like e-readers. I do think that they'll always be around now and it, because it's very convenient and I don't, you know, it's very easy to to just, you know, have a bunch of books on there, which I understand. I have no illusions about that, but I also think it's almost beside the point. It doesn't really have anything to do with what I do, which is why it always kind of strikes me as sort of a oblique kind of question that I don't really know how to answer when people ask about, well, how do you have a bookstore when everything's becoming digital? And, you know, it's kind of, yeah. It's well, it's
0: t- funny to me because as a reader myself, or a bibliophile of it myself, I, when it was a new thing, when the readers were new, and mm. people were like, well, that's it. Yeah. And it's all over now. I yeah. remember thinking, no, not the kind of
1: people I know that love books. No. Right. No, no the, the book as an object it still has a lot of life. Like, uh, yeah, people sort of declaring the end of the book kind of felt like people declaring the end of God or something like that. It's just, it's not, yeah, it's not there yet. It was like television was going to be the end of live theater.
0: Right. And, and it's not. And that's, right. Right. They're nothing to do with each other in a way, but it's interesting. So 2021 July, it's not, it's still relatively new, the, mm-hmm. the, the process. What are you looking ahead to thoughts that since you've, now that you're, now that it's real, now that you're there, um, Things you want to explore in the future, things you'd want to change or add. Mm. Just how does it feel to have that there
1: as a something that you can shape and, and move forward with? Yeah, it's, it's hard to know. I mean, what's great about this business and this sort of this art, I guess, is it's so dependent on, you know, for better and worse, it's so dependent on what happens to come in or what I'm able to find. So in some ways, I'm, I'm interested in keeping it balanced as, as where it stands. And always, I mean, I've you know recently put in a few new shelves. So just always kind of finding more room within the space that I have. Eventually, somehow expanding. I I have a few shelves in the uh, Nowhere Coffee, which is a okay. new uh, coffee shop in Emmaus and Allentown. So just having these little Apport like satellites is is kind of fun. I
0: yeah. meant to ask you
1: that too. Apport, what is the yeah. name? Where what, what oh. is it from? I'm curious. A lot of people think it's my last name, and so sometimes I kind of say, yeah, it's just my last name, but it's not. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a word from like uh, seances. It's it's an object that appears by psychic means, linked, I think, to the French root from which teleport also comes. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, an object that a, a ghost or a spirit or a medium might produce on the table at a seance. That's lovely. Yeah, I like it. It feels right for the kind of specificity of the object kind of philosophy that I have about the, yeah, about the business, yeah.
0: And did you, you you taught for, you taught for a while. Would you consider, does the bookstore ever, have you ever thought about classes or, you, the readings are one thing, that mm. experience of being with the writer, the poet, the author. Um, it's just interesting to have a space. I envy you that. Yeah. It's, it's lovely to have a space that can be a, a safe room for creativity. Yeah,
1: I've I've thought about having like a book club or that sort of thing, or maybe some sort of workshop might be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of ask for that event to happen (laughs) at some point. So I think, yeah, I'd like to, especially something to do with like the very specific kind of things that, that the shop has to offer. So, you know, a poetry kind of class or maybe a, some sort of tarot thing, something like Mm -hmm. that, like Mm -hmm. something that fits in with uh, the the shop's identity, I guess, for lack of a, better you know term I don't know yeah a poetry workshop would be very nice there yeah
0: and if folks want to know more about essentially the the shop is what is the address
1: again it's in Emmaus yeah it's 12 south fourth street in Emmaus it's right right on the triangle there
0: the triangle and the online presence is mostly Instagram if I'm correct
1: it is yeah I post like at least five books a day on there and it's just kind of just keeps going and it's, (laughs) it's just me photographing books all day pretty often Yeah, so the Instagram, just it's at apportusedbooks. We're on Facebook as well, same thing. And eventually we'll have a website, but it's it's a whole other, you know, thing. (laughs) Right. And the bookstore hours? Closed Mondays and Tuesdays. Open every other day, uh, 12 to 6 Wednesdays, 10 to 6 Thursday through Saturday, and 10 to 4 on Sundays.
0: And just one last thought before we go. We're almost out of time. We have a few more seconds, but... You call it the art of book selling. do you have just another thought to share on that? I love that image as well
1: yeah it's it's the it's kind of like organizing events or organizing not you know not events but sculpting somebody's experience of the book is wonderful. it's kind of like it's yeah it's hard it's sort of ineffable it's this uh it has something to do with uh coincidence and with trying to harness coincidence into an art form i think.
0: Thank you again for this entire conversation. It's been lovely. Thank you. I remind our readers, again, it's a a Port used books Mm -hmm. in Emmaus. It's from Ben Roylands, the owner. And it's been a wonderful conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I want to thank the listeners as well for joining both of us here in the Arts Salon today. You can find past episodes of the Arts Salon and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org or on the award-winning WDIY phone app and, of course, all the major podcast platforms. I'm Kate Scuffle. This is WDIY 88.1 FM, Lehigh Valley Public Radio, and I look forward to joining you again soon right here on the Lehigh Valley Arts Salon.